0: Hey everybody, it's Jansen Fugate, your coach, your mentor, your friend, and your business partner in all things business funding related. I am pumped up today, and the reason why I'm so pumped up today is because I have Will Murphy on the line, and he is going to drop some knowledge bombs on you guys. He has an amazing story where he started with $3,000 from his basement. Okay, He had somebody start from his basement, invested $3,000, and he literally blew his company up to where he was on the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the country. Fastest growing companies. He's got an amazing story. I'm not even going to do it justice. I want to bring in Will right now. Will, thank you so much for being on today's podcast.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, taking your time out of the day to know, have me on. I'm excited to, you know, share some stuff with uh with the team here, and um, let's let's get right into it.
0: Yeah, let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about who Will is on kind of a personal level and on a professional level. Kind of how you got, uh, you know, kind of going on your entrepreneurial, you know, kind of journey, if you will. Will Murphy, right? So I've been an entrepreneur
1: since day one. Um, back when I was younger, you know, selling baseball cards, you know, hopping on eBay back in the nineties when it came out, I think it came out around 90s, whatever, but hopping on there, you know, getting stuff at yard sales, flipping stuff and just always trying to hustle, right? That's the gene I have is a hustle gene. So I'm always trying to make moves, whether it be in the finance industry or, you know, any type of industry that I can make an extra buck. Um at the end of the day, you know, most of the time it's helping people or the economy, um, and and I just you know have that that entrepreneurial um, gene, and I I've taken it to a level, you know, I've had ups and downs in my life. I you know went down a couple wrong paths at the beginning of my life, but I smartened up, right, and I I ended up my whole entrepreneurial journey that really started is when I started a pawn shop back in 2000 and. Uh, late 2010. Um, so I started a pawn shop locally in my town in New Hampshire, and it just took off, right? It took off. I was seeing that I could leverage my cash that I had saved up, um, and it wasn't really a lot of cash to start, but it was – I think I invested $2,000 into the business at the beginning, and I started buying things, right? And I started selling things for a profit of like 50%, 60% of, of what I was putting out, Um, started doing a little marketing thing and, you know, that really just, just took off. I was doing at, at the top point in my, my pawn shop uh, industry, I was doing like $500,000 a year. Um, and that was great. You know, all this money, all this, I had a family at that point, so I wasn't crazy like I was in my, my younger age, but, um, you know, I got a taste of that, that, that money, right. That money that we all like. You know, money's not the end all be all but I'll tell you what and you can probably agree with me that money it, it, it helps you right it helps you um helps you do it's things. catalyst you to everything Yeah, happiness absolutely. even happiness lifestyle um wow. and it just helps you helps you do stuff and i one day you know this was in 2012 my now business partner in the everlast capital he saw a post on facebook and it was a guy that was looking to start a restaurant. And he was like, you know what? He worked in the industry for a little bit when he was 19. And he thought, he was like, the big boy bulb went off. He was like, I can, I can do this. I can figure out how to place this new restaurant. I can get this equipment financed and, you know, we can make a little bit of money doing it. Um, So I, you know, I, I'm a big, big thinker. And I said, go for it. You know, so he started, he made a business plan. Took him like a day and a half to make a business plan. He pitched me. He knew the uh, ins and outs, you know, what money was needed up front, uh, what the numbers were going to be, what he's going to call, how many calls he needed to make to generate some, some income. And, you know, I bought into it. I gave him the pawn shop, loaned him $3,000, and I put him down in my basement in the pawn shop. Um, so this was 2012. It was November. So as you could imagine, up in New Hampshire, it's, we're not in, I mean, Utah's a little, little cold there too, but. New Hampshire, 40, 50 degrees uh, in the basement. So he was down there. He had his coat on, fur coat, and just dialing, right? His 19-year-old dialing kid, for dialing, warmth and
0: dialing for dollars.
1: Dialing for dollars all day. You know, 400 calls a day. Um, and what does any, any entrepreneur do? We we get down on ourselves when when we don't see the instant gratification of the work we're putting in. And he almost quit right? Three months in, didn't fund anything. And you you can imagine, I'm, I'm sure you had, you know, that experience when you first started. Um, like anyone that, you know, puts the time in and you want to see the, the, the success just happen overnight. Right. Um, but that third month in, it happened, right? The the magic happened, all that time you put in blood, sweat and tears. Um, I could remember it like it was yesterday, right? I hear his little feet coming, running up the stairs from the basement and he yells at the top of his lungs, like, I fund Nick Juan! And that deal, you know, turned what is now Everlasting Capital. Uh, He made $7,000 of commission on this this one transaction. It was a working capital transaction. Um, And that that turned the tide, right? We were like, wow. You know, this, this is an industry that if we do it right, if I take my business... Knowledge, my business skills of building a business previous, and we put it into this. Put the systems in place. We can hire people. We can leverage relationships, and we can we can build this company. Um, and for a 19-year-old kid at the time, he you know was excited, right? He was he was borrowing um, money for rent from one of our actual employees. Now that that started with us a little after we started, but he was borrowing you know two two or three hundred dollars to rent his room, and it was just it was a life changer for, for both of us. Um and we got into it and, you know, I, I think we'll go into a little bit more of the story later down in this um podcast here, but, you know, it, it changed and it, it started to grow and, you know, we started hiring people, we started firing people, we put systems in place and we got to, you know, the level we are today. Um, you know, almost six years in business and Inc. five hundred, you know, entrepreneur three sixty, top Company watch in watch New Hampshire for 2017. So, you know, all those accolades are there. But at the end of the day, you know, we still, our main goal, and it's been since day one, is to help business owners grow. And, you know, that's where I am right now today as, you know, a business professional. I want to see business owners, I want to see, you know, ISO, independent sales reps, I want to see people grow. And people, you know, if I have to take them under, take 15 minutes out of my day to teach someone, you know, what I was taught. I'm willing to do that. And that's how we help everyone grow at the end of the day. So it's a little bit about uh, my story in a short,
0: short, kind of compressed way. But that's uh, that's where I am today. That's an amazing story. Now, to kind of quickly touch on that, because we moved into kind of how you became a business loan broker. And I want to just kind of touch on that just to kind of clarify and make sure that everyone is kind of on the same page as how this happened. So you invested $3,000 from a pawn shop that you owned, that you started, and you invested $3,000 into this 19 year old kid who had known a little bit about the industry, saw a post on Facebook and literally just jumped on the phones. How did you guys kind of come up with that data or the leads or was he just calling out of the cold calling out of the phone book? What was kind of that strategy?
1: Yeah, so as you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough gig. You gotta figure out what you need to do. You know, I wish I had, you know, this academy to to lead me to the promised, quote unquote promised land that, you know, it's laid out, you know, it's it's laid out for people. But we had to um, figure out what's gonna work, figure out what's not gonna work, figure out we buy leads, we buy bunk leads, we buy good leads. and then all of a sudden we have all this data and how do we how do we how do we control this data? You know, we had to get a CRM, uh, we had to do all this stuff. So it was a very it was a learning experience, um, starting off. But at the end of the day what he did, the main thing he did was he jumped in with two feet um at At the beginning it didn't really matter you know where the data was coming from we were buying um we were buying lists we were buying you know five dollar leads dollar leads we were buying any type of lead data from um companies and he just jumped on the phone we, we he was dialing by hand at first off just an excel spreadsheet and he was just just dialing and dialing and dialing and so you know someone picked up talked to him, and he could um try to try to get an opportunity out of him. Um, but pretty much the answer to that question is that he jumped in with two feet at the end of the day and that's kind of how we got this off the ground. What was that first deal? It was a trucking company and it had seven points in it, um, uh, going back and forth, a little hard close, you know, we had to go down on the, the rate a little bit, um, and it had $7,000 in commission. So, you know, that commission was paid within 48 hours and that was the biggest, you know, commission that we've seen because it was our first commission. Um, so it was just it was just exciting, you know, and it was just a great moment, a turning point. Um, and anyone that can make, you know, $7,000 with, I think, the deal from point A to point B to close took about 48 hours. Um, so the turnaround time was just amazing. And it was just, boom, seven grand in your bank account, and you're smiling ear to ear at that point.
0: I bet he came running up those stairs as fast yeah. as he could. Just so excited I, to tell you. I remember it. I remember it like yesterday. it was yesterday. It was such a good moment. And did you say now that he is your partner? He's your business partner. And, yeah. And, yep. and from that time, I guess he was your business partner as well. And it was just up to him to kind of prove it. And yep. uh, he proved it. And now that naturally gravitated you to it. And you're into it full time. What happened to uh, – do you still have the the pawn shop?
1: Yeah, so I sold that last
0: January.
1: So what happened with the pawn shop was I was capped out, right? I, I had my market. I was capped out in this area. The only way for me to leverage and make more money was to open another location. And with another location, you know how that works. you got to hire more people. you got to have trustworthy staff. Um, and a pawn shop being a cash business, you know, it's hard. It, it's hard to trust people with cash, honestly. And... I ended up, I I pulled back a little bit. I hired a manager for the pawn shop and I jumped, you know, full steam ahead with Everlasting Capital in uh, probably late 2013. So I became a full time employee. So I wasn't, I was kind of, I wasn't really, I was involved. Like I did all the financials. I did the QuickBooks. I did everything for the business financially um, in the beginning. But then I, I, I saw the fruits of his labor, and I wanted to do something better for myself. And I saw the potential, you know, sky's the limit in this industry. You know, people say it all the time. And, you know, you see all these things that people promise the world. But, you know, I can tell you if you put the work in in this industry, you can you can make a lot of money and help a lot of people. Um, so, you know, that I sold a pawn shop, and, you know, I've been here since 2013, you know, full-time, five years. Um, We're just growing every day.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that growth because you kind of, uh, touched on it earlier. And I think these are things that we definitely do not want to miss out on this first initial podcast. Obviously you're going to be on many podcasts in the future, but for this one specifically, I think it's really important from, you know, you being a founding member, but also more so as a motivating tool to show the type of growth that if you really dig in, and I've seen this growth myself, yep. um, but tell us about that growth that kind of happened relatively quickly. And you were on the Inc 500, you know, you're, tell us, tell us all about that and kind of go into a little bit of detail. Cause that's an amazing story and extremely motivating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll get right into the numbers. I mean, numbers don't lie. First year, We pulled in $110,000 in commission, and that was pretty much two people, you know, on the phone, dialing. um, And we funded $3.5 million in volume in that year. Um, You know, that first year, we learned a lot. We learned who to work with, who not to work with, you know, what to do. We got to kind of get the data going. Um, Second year, we funded $690,000 in commission. That's the commission we made. Um, and we funded; it was 8.5 million dollars in, in volume. Um, so at that point, you start to say, "Wow, you know, half a million dollars, you know, it's 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 huge for for a startup business that's just jumping into it, um, that's starting to get their systems down." The second year, we that's what we learned. We started to hire people, right? We moved offices. We got a bigger office. We moved we moved the poor poor kid, I can say, because he was a kid at the point, out of the basement, right? We moved to 500 square foot office we were paying 500 dollars for rent we had i think probably 10 people at one point crammed into this little office you know bodies are everywhere and we were just having fun you know it was fun it was really fun i loved to go to work every day you know all my employees love to go to work um but at that time comes hiring and firing because in this in this industry it's it's you know, you want to come in, you want to work, but, you know, some people have it. Uh, some people don't have it. But if, you, if you're trainable, you know, you can learn anything. And that's what we come to find out. Um, so the people that were trainable stuck with it. Um, and then we jumped into our third year. We moved to, you know, a 2,500-square-foot office. Um, and that's where it really, really, really took off. We started, you know, seeing crazy numbers uh third year we did like one point six million dollars in revenue. Um we funded twenty I think it was twenty four million dollars in volume. Um and after that year that's kinda where it uh it, it, it like I said it took off. Uh into our fourth year is where, you know, we you know started to our our systems were were, were down. Right. We have you know our Salesforce, which is all automated. We have our portals, which are all automated for our ISOs. Um, so it's it's very transparent. You know where your deal is going from A to Z. You can check your portal, you can sign on, you can see if it's app submit, if it's approved, if it's declined, if you need more stipulations. So we built out this whole program portal that you know keeps everything transparent, everything going with our vendors with with everybody um and systems became a real important thing that we needed to invest in as well as train in that year um and then you know the the next year we did twenty one million dollars in revenue um and we capped out at like twenty seven million dollars in funded volume um and we're just we're in that grind mode now, growth mode, we're scaling, we're leveraging and you know, along the time that we've been in this business, we've we've you know, met so many wonderful people. We've we're leveraging relationships. You know, as you know, relationships are very very big in this industry and you need to have those relationships that you can leverage other people's portfolios, that you can leverage people's knowledge and if they can bring that knowledge to you and you can soak up that knowledge. You're on your way to to the top as you say, I mean, to the top, that's literally, I like your tagline and everything to the top. That's, that's where, where we're all heading. If, if you, you can get, get to this and jump in with two feet.
0: The opportunity is just tremendous. I mean, you can literally just paint your opportunity. You want to make a hundred thousand dollars. A lot of people feel like that's almost unobtainable for them. You know, but when you really get into this industry and you start to look at the economics and you start to look at, oh, I only need to close a couple deals a year, you know, in order for me to make that happen, you know, and, um, and there's so many different ways to make money. We've got merchant cash advances. We've got lines of credit. You know, we've got SBA loans. We've got equipment leasing. What, what you, you've kind of painted a nice, a nice picture, you know, one that's extremely motivating for people. But tell us about some of the challenges that maybe you experienced initially, um, in kind of your first you know, couple years. What yeah, were some challenge- of the What were some of the biggest challenges that maybe that that you, maybe you see most brokers kind of going through and experiencing? Uh, yeah, I, I think challenges is, is pretty much getting that that data. You know what what you're going to get for
1: data, how you can leverage your leads, how you can figure out what the best leads are to do, what the best industries are to target. Um, you know, marketing is a huge thing. you got to tailor your marketing. You know, we were throwing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars away at Facebook marketing um, because we thought that was going to work. But the Rater ROI on the Facebook marketing wasn't happening, so we, you know, you you, you need to become an expert in every area of your business. Um, and if if that was a very challenge, just throwing money away at the beginning, you know. Number two, another challenge was employee retention. Um, I mean, it's, it's 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 not a difficult industry if you you know the ropes and you really grab on and you learn. But if you don't want to learn and you don't want to put in the work, if you don't want to be you know here on time, eight o'clock in the morning to to wanna wanna work and wanna help people you know, you're not going to make it. You've got to put in the work. So we had a lot of problems with employee retention. Um, But one real lesson that we learned with employee retention was we weren't training them right. Right? In the early years, we weren't doing much training. Um, So that was a huge challenge, and we we lost some good employees because we weren't keeping them engaged and we weren't training them. And that was a very, very hard thing to look at because that boils back on me. As a as the owner of the company, that mm-hmm. I'm doing a disservice to to Mr. Smith over there. That's making 200 phone calls a day. That has an opportunity, and I know he can make 150, 200 thousand dollars a year. But I'm not training this poor kid right. So right. we had I had to take that on myself and actually retrain my mind, retrain my brain to become that manager. That you know I I just jumped into this thing. You know I I wasn't yep. a manager. We kind of just threw it threw it on the wall, hope it would stick. And then I had to change my role to actually become that manager figure that, that trains these guys. And my business partner is great. He, he, he does the marketing for the company and he's, he's amazing. But at the end of the day, that's, you know, I had to look at myself. So that was a huge challenge to it. So I had to grow myself. Um, moving Why do you think that, that
0: is real? Let me, let me touch on that. Cause I, when, as you explain that, That's very similar to kind of my story as well. Like I jumped into this industry when I was 25. I've always kind of been the type of person that does something and kind of asks for forgiveness later, so to speak. And I just kind of jump in, immerse myself two feet, like you said, and I just kind of baptism by fire. And I very much went through a similar process where I lost a lot of really high level sales guys that bought into me because I'm a great salesman and I can sell the dream very well. But then I ex- I, I went through the same process of, uh, you know, not having a good training. So I want to hear from you, what was, I know my reasoning, but what was it for you that Led you not to not to train them or not have a well thought out training process because we all know that training is key. But why so why why on your end did you feel like that wasn't something you put a lot of attention on?
1: Yeah, you're gonna. I mean, so we started hiring industry vets right right away. We're like, let's get them in here. Let's show them our systems. Let's give them you know a quick twenty four hour or two day little brief training. Let's, let's jam our systems down their throat and let's throw them in the fire. Let's have them hop on the calls and, and do what they do. But it didn't work like that, right? So they were used to working at these other companies, these other bigger companies, these larger companies coming into a small company like mine that has our systems in place. And they just, they just couldn't adapt. But if I took the time with myself, with these employees to actually train them our systems in the beginning you know i would have we we lost you know 150 hundred thousand dollar producers a year that were funding you know four or five million dollars in volume at the beginning just because we didn't structure our training correctly um so it doesn't matter if you're a newbie if you're a vet you can always learn you can always learn every single day that's why we train you know we have training on wednesdays i got my guys on cardone you Um, So they're always training. They're training that mind. They're training for that objection. They're training for everything. And, you know, we just didn't – I didn't do it right at the beginning. I wish I did. But at the end of the day, that was a learning experience for me, and that's – I'll never do that again. So the thing with me, when I I fail at something, you know, that's the hugest learning thing in my life, and I'll, I'll never go back to doing the same thing twice.
0: Right. As soon as you fail, you recognize that that's just not something that's ever going to work. And so why continue to keep repeating it? It's called insanity, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is. Okay, perfect. So this has been great. So we understand some of the challenges that you went through. We understand the amazingness that you've really experienced in the industry that a lot of people experience who just really commit. And once you kind of commit and you're dedicated. And it doesn't take much to really commit and see results. And then once you see those results, it's just like, you know, like you're a kid in a candy store, so to speak, because you just get addicted and you're just so excited to help people and the commissions are high. And, you know, there's so much of a just everything is such a high because you're helping these people, you're helping, you know, the impact you're having on communities so anyway, sorry to go off on a tangent. I love what you're doing and I respect what you're doing. I know a lot of people are really excited to hear this podcast and they'll be very motivated and inspired to, you know, jump into this industry with the success that you've seen. And, and I uh, appreciate you being on here. So let's continue on with some of these other questions that we have. We understand how you became a business loan broker. We understand some of the initial challenges that you experienced. Tell us a little bit about kind of the areas of lending that you kind of, fell into or, you know, naturally gravitated towards or after you decided you didn't like one, you moved to the other? What lending areas do you focus on primarily right now? Yeah, we focus on primarily when we jumped in the industry, it was fully equipment financing because that's what my business partner
1: knew. That's where he started in the industry. Um, we hired on his dad. His dad is a 15-year industry, industry vet. Um, so he's been around this industry uh, for years and years and years. So we gravitated immediately towards equipment. Right, and then the whole merchant cash advance industry popped off in um, really 2013, 2014, when it really, really started to get crazy. So we, um, like anything, gravitate towards the money, right? And we hopped in with two feet in the cash advance industry, and we kind of put the equipment on the back burner. Um, but now in 2017, 2018, we're we're pretty much even. So we do 50% equipment, 50% working capital. Um, and we do a lot of cross-selling. We have have programs for pretty much any type of credit, um, you know, any type of industry. So we just try to capture. We don't have run real niche per se, um, but we try to capture if there's a deal there and if we can, um, you know, help a business grow, you know, we're willing to take time with this business owner to, to get them to the next level whether, level, whether it be, you know, equipment and or capital. Um, so the main two things we focus on is equipment and
0: capital. So, someone who's kind of jumping into the industry or becoming a you know business a new business loan broker, you're someone that can help them if they're if they're interested in equipment leasing, which is startup financing, working capital, which all business owners need. And um, is that is and do you do is it any lines of credit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do have some lines of credit programs. Um, like I said, we have a we have a program for
1: every appetite. Um, right. But it's it's kind of we do. I, that's not my main focus is the line of credit. But we do have outlets and we do have programs for for that. Because um, line of credit, it's a it's a big business, and there's a lot of companies that are coming up doing a line of credit. Um, you know, we just actually launched a new program that offers up to $150,000 line of credit. Um, but you get into getting needing a little bit more stipulations. So we like to keep it easy: application, three months bank statements, application, invoice for equipment. Um, you know, the easier, the less documentation up front. You know, the the best bet to get it funded. You know, in a in a faster amount of time. So our goal is speed, efficient, fast, simple funding. That's our motto. So anything we can do to to get the speed and get the money or the equipment to this business the fastest from point a to point b is what we're targeting it on
0: i like that now what's your motto again efficient fast simple business funding efficient, fast, simple business funding that's great okay perfect so that's r- really reassuring if you're a new business loan broker or even a seasoned business loan broker that wants a little bit of additional help that wants to kind of cover the other areas that maybe they're not a specialist in you can be able to provide a lot of assistance there to kind of cover those other areas that maybe they're missing out on, or other opportunities that they're not missing out on, or not quite sure where to send them. And then, if you're a new business loan broker jumping into the industry, you know, working right. with Will is a great opportunity to, for him to kind of take you underneath his wing and really show you the ropes and uh, help you kind of get going and be able to help place your deals. Uh, as you kind of you know continue to keep ramping up and can always be a home for you, so uh, that's oh, very very uh reassuring to these new business loan brokers and to other people that you know potentially want to be working with you. so why do you think it's important for entrepreneurs to use brokers so you know to piggyback off what you just said, you're leveraging
1: relationships from day one right so it's it's so hard you've been through it I've been through it to build a business from the ground up. Um, you know, I have access to both, you know, in-house funds, we, we do a small amount on our balance sheet, um, to over 45, 50 lenders that I've had relationships with for over five years. So I can take you under my wing, show you the ropes, and leverage my relationships, leverage my portfolios, leverage better buy rates, leverage longer terms, you know, higher volume. I can leverage all that because we're funding volume with these these companies and we have a, a great, you know, our default rate is is crazy good. It's like 7% across the board and that's, you know, the industry. You know, there's a couple of companies out there that they are they're running a 17%, 18% default rate. That's some of the higher risk companies. But, you know, our paper performs. Um, so a company is more apt to give us a little bit more of a, of a, offer just because they know that we're bringing them the good clients, you know, we sell the deals right, we're educated, all my employees are educated on how to actually structure a deal to how to, you know, bring them through the contracts, you know, go over the contracts if they have questions on the contracts, we're able to answer the the question, you know, educated answer about specified percentage, which is confusing to some of these merchants. Um and we're able to actually walk them through and, and get them comfortable at the end of the day that this is the right thing for their business. And the lenders that we work with see that and we they know that we have a great track record. So, you know, leveraging relationships is huge for a newer broker. Um and if you can I would suggest you jump on the train and, and leverage leverage people's relationships that they have. I wish I had that when I started.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Just the sheer amount of opportunity losses that I can remember having oh, right out of the gates, and even up until my fourth, fifth I still, year, I still lose it. I'm I'm in a point yeah. where
1: I have to fund you know X amount of millions of dollars per month to one source to get in with the, the A plus credit ratings for the equipment business. Right, they want you to fund two, three, four, five million dollars a month to get in with the U S. banks, the 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 great you know banks. Um, that have a, a, a broker division, but, you know, you have to show them that you're funding crazy volume to even for them to even look at. So as a business that's, you know, six years in, we still have struggles to try to gain those relationships, but the relationships we do have in place, you know, we're able to help others leverage
0: those. Yeah. Extremely valuable. Definitely valuable. Tell us kind of moving into kind of the last two questions here. Tell us a little bit, I guess we've got three here, so tell us a little bit about kind of the marketing that you guys have tried. I know we went into that. you've tried pretty much everything you said you use Facebook data, so I guess not so much what you've tried, but what where have you where have you ended at what what are you guys doing now? you know, and we don't need your secret sauce per se, but what are you guys doing right now that's you know generating is it is it from your referral partners? is it from you know your cold calling u c c filings? Tell us what's working right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I have 13 people on the phone. Um, we're we're cold calling. You know, we, we have email marketing coming through. We do text campaigns. Uh, we got away from the social media marketing. I just kind of I like throw out the best organic content that I can to get you know, people um, people jumping on and actually engaging in posts. But you know facebook marketing for me i'm not saying it it doesn't work for for anyone because people make millions and millions of dollars on facebook doing marketing um but for me it was more the content in an email for an email campaign and how we structure our email campaigns and how we structure our drip campaigns and how we structure our dialer to actually you know a drip campaign when someone leaves a message on Mr. Smith's owner of you know um Jimmy's garage that he leaves a message and automatically a drip email goes out to this Mr. Smith saying, Hey, I just left you a message. Just wanted to touch base and we put a little bit more into it. But then two weeks later, it sends him another message. So it's all about layering your marketing. It's all about branding your business. And if you can get in front of the, the goal is to get in front of the most people as many times as possible in the shortest amount of time as possible. And if, it's kind of the like commercials that you see on TV, right? You see them, you're not even looking at the TV, but you see this little thing flashing and you know exactly what it is. So that's our goal right now, building the brand by doing layered marketing. And that's kind of what we have succeeded on in the past you know, two and a half years uh, to really get to the level where we're at.
0: Oh, I love that. I love the hustle. I mean, that's just really what it takes, right, in order to kind of be successful. It's, it's just This is just a hustler's industry
1: that's it man that's it if you get the heart you get the hustle you get the you You make the
0: money that's it it's the secret Read <laughs> that, that hustle that, that is the secret tell us kind of about your most favorite funded deal or your most memorable deal that you've ever done whether that be an impact for you financially or an impact on a business a business owner tell us about kind of your most memorable, memorable deal something that you know you, you always kind of carry with you the best answer to that is all of them <laughs> Honestly, they're all special. They're all, you know, they're
1: all just, they're all life-changing, right? With every single time that we fund a deal, we're helping a business owner grow. We're helping a business owner get a piece of equipment. We're helping a business owner that made behind on the taxes pay their taxes. We're helping a business owner payroll. We're helping a business owner, you know, put a hood, new hood vent in a kitchen that hasn't been working for two days. Um, so, you know, the first answer for me is all of them um one of the deals that that changed life um we had a deal with 50 i think it was $58,000 in commission in it Um, uh, it was one of my newer guys at the time and it was just a life changer. i mean he got a $17,000 um chunk of change and it was it was just it was a life changer right and then you see this kid coming from swinging a hammer um to you know buying a house starting a family you know, buying a car. And the material things again, aren't, aren't the end of the road, be all, end all, be all. But it feels good to actually have a platform, I guess you can say, to insert people into your system that want to learn, that want to take this knowledge and put it to work on the phone. And they can start making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year implementing their knowledge mixed with our training. And, you know, that was a deal that kind of, kind of put it on the map for for this particular um rep and you know it was life-changing if i could say anything it was a life-changing deal for him opened his eyes and now he's you know my top guy so that was an awesome deal
0: that would be great for him yeah and it's just the evolution of kind of his life you know goes from swinging a hammer he believes in himself he believes in you you believe in him combination works perfectly he gets a very big deal you know, where he makes $17,000. And then it's just only natural that he would take that reinvest it into himself. And then he starts to build, you know, get a house, build a family, get a car that makes sense for his family. And so that's the beautiful thing. It can just literally propel your life forward from, you know, where, no matter where you're at today, it doesn't mean that you, you need to, and, or will be there in three months from now, in six months from now, but you got to believe in your... It could be tomorrow. It could be tomorrow, honestly. I get that question question all the time.
1: Yeah, I get that question all the time. I've talked to a multitude of people that their first question is, when am I going to start seeing results? Right? I'm not promising anything. I'm not you know, talking out my ass, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to blow smoke, but if you put the work in, if you get on the phone, if you're dialing a hundred folk all the day, if you're getting the right data, if you're buying the right lead, you can make money day two in this business. There's no joke. I mean, you can get on the phone. I've had a rep here, start day one, day two, you got a, a big fish on the hook, $20,000 commission, boom, done, closed. And, and it's it's just like that. And it's it's fast. And if you... You know, you can jump on, you can leverage the right right people, you you can start making money instantly in this industry and that's no joke. That's coming from your trying to sell anything. It's just it's real. That's what yeah. it is.
0: No, it is real. My cousin, he's worked underneath me for a really long time and he wanted because of the academy you know, his he's in the group. He gets, he sometimes gets excited and posts a little bit, but his name is Aaron. And he just recently branched out on his own, which is fine for me because, you know, I have no problem bringing people in and then having them, you know, kind of do their own thing. I I embrace that. I love that. And so he, he, he went to our lead provider, purchased the leads, got all set up with a a voiceover IP phone system and uh, got set up with sales exec, which is similar to like Salesforce, but just what he's used to. Yep. And, and um, this all happened within about took him, I think it took him about three days to get set up. And he got his leads coming in on Sunday, he dialed them on Monday. And he's making money because of like through our process and what we teach through the academy where he's able to make money with his applications. Then he sends deals to credit repair. He instantly gets credit repair sales. And then his second, I think it was his uh, second or third day, he pulled out uh, a $9,000 approval on a client through one of our smaller lenders, the one that we actually just highlighted yesterday. Um, in our lender training, and he he made ten points on that deal and made nine hundred dollars. And this is someone who you know he doesn't need to make three or four. He would love to, and he's going to work hard to do it. And there's no doubt that he will. But um, you know, in a very quick time frame, in a matter of a week he was able to make over a thousand dollars. Now he's been working with me for a while, similar to like Dylan's story. Who's also seeing a lot of success in the group right now. He's also worked underneath me, but the point is, is the process that, you know, works when you put in the work, we've got the absolutely. system. We literally have the yellow brick road, so to speak. Now, will there be pitfalls? Of course. Cause you know, nothing can, can, uh, we all have our own challenges, right. And, yeah, and hiring, things like that, but you know, we're here to help. And, if you just jump in, you believe in yourself, and you put in the energy and the effort, and you're you're committed to that, and it's consistent, you know, you're gonna strike oil eventually. Some people Absolutely. strike oil immediately, and sometimes it takes people, you know, a little bit more of an investment of time to strike oil. But you know, if you if you're committed to it, you'll strike oil. It goes back to day one of our
1: business, right? Three months in, he was ready to quit, and boom, seven grand, and that yep. that literally propelled us to. You know, funding at this point over a hundred million dollars to small businesses and it's just it's a it's a life changer.
0: And think if he wasn't I think if he didn't believe in himself just enough to try one more time. One know, more time.
1: He, one more call. It's all it is, call. one more call. You never know. You never know what's on that next next call. You so never that's know. another thing. Attitude, you gotta go into every call like it's gonna be your best call. And if yep. you can do that, you can you can you can do well.
0: Exactly. Just try one more time, get up one more time. Make one more dial, leave one more voice message, you know. Try one more attempt to get a hold of that client that you know showed interest six or seven calls, you know, prior to you chasing them. And okay. uh, follow-ups
1: huge. Train, train, train. Follow-up scripts, you know, objection training. Everything is huge. Training's number one thing. You need to train. You need to know your product. You need to know the business. You need to know, you know, your your vendors programs. You need to know all that so you can accurately. Um, gauge, you know, what you can offer this client. And if you're educated, you can do that.
0: That's great stuff. So let's wrap up with this one last question. What would be your advice, your kind of singular advice that you would give to someone just becoming a business loan broker? What's that advice that you would give to them?
1: Jump in with two feet and grab on and, and enjoy the ride, right? If you take the knowledge that everyone is thrown out there, and you take the training that everyone's thrown out there, and you take, you know, the guidance of these. You know, I've talked to multiple people one-on-one, uh, you know, giving some information and and just seeing the excitement of people hearing it through their voice on the other end. Look, I, I'm like excited as day one talking to you right now than I than I ever am because every day I come to work, I jump in with two feet. Right, that's all I do. I'm I'm, I'm working. I'm grinding. I'm trying to figure out a solution. Be a solution provider. Don't sell. Sell a solution. You don't have to sell your clients. You sell them a solution. You bring value. At the end of the day, you're going to have a deal. You're going to have a client's life.
0: Well, there you have it, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Business Loan Broker Academy podcast. Remember to like us, review us, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, and your circle of influence. We'll see you on the next Business Loan Broker Academy podcast. Thanks and take care.